1: secure our territory secure our turf because it's all
2: our turf elite Kenny and the Bucks listen this that undisputed yeah we're here to shock the system this a war zone going down on Wednesday nights this a fight this is NXT versus dynamite weekly battles rating shattered this a revolution this is change to what the game is used to doing this is all about that dark and light contrast welcome to the fight for Wednesday night podcast welcome to the fight for Wednesday night podcast I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show, just want to remind you all to subscribe to the channel to stay up to date and follow along for the Fight for Wednesday night podcast every single Wednesday directly after NXT and AEW. The very first review of the Fight for Wednesday night comes right to you every Wednesday night. Also, make sure you turn in every Monday for the Fight for Monday night podcast We discuss Wall versus Nitro back in this day. And make sure you turn in every Friday for the Brand Supremacy Podcast where we discuss
1: all of this now. Going
2: all the way back to the very first draft of 2002. But to get all the information on all the other shows, make sure you stay up to date. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Friday Wednesday night. Let's get into the show. It is October 14th. Wednesday night, 2020. The one-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. Now, I know the show started on October 2nd, which, technically, I think that they only waited for this week to be the anniversary show because they did want to celebrate the Chris Jericho 30-year anniversary for his, and you would have too many anniversaries if you have the one-year anniversary for AEW, the 30-year anniversary for Jericho, all-in-one show. So, I agree with them separating them. That's cool. AEW... One year, man, just a quick reflect. It's been a crazy year. I think that the pandemic definitely hurt their first year, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world. They did keep the momentum up, and I think that for years to come, there's a lot of things for AEW to learn, but I think that there is going to be a lot of great things on the horizon for AEW. So kudos on one year. I'm really... Really happy for this company, and I hope for many great years for AEW. This show was a good show. There was four title matches on this episode of AEW Dynamite, including one hell of a match between Cody and Orange Cassidy for the TNT title. This was phenomenal. They went to the time limit. It was a time limit draw right off the bat. Cody wasn't playing any of Orange Cassidy's shit with the whole, you know, hands in the pockets, the... Lacks lackadaisal kicking, Cody pushed him. He was like, nah, we ain't doing this today, kid. So right off the bat, Orange Cassidy wrestled a very, a very serious style, just like we've seen him do in his feud with Chris Jericho, which was cool to see. He took Cody to the absolute limit. Cody did not get the victory in this matchup, but he retains the title because it goes to a draw. I could see them stretching this out, and I could, since they already announced that Darby Allin is going to be the number one contender for the TNT title, and get that title match at full gear, I could see them having a three-way between Cody, Darby, and Orange Cassidy, and I think that match would be phenomenal. So, that match, in my opinion, right off the bat, that match was match of the night for both AEW and NXT, even though NXT had one hell of a main event that did go overtime, but I do want to say that I believe that Orange Cassidy versus Cody Rhodes was the match of the night. I gave Cody a lot of crap last week about winning the title back from Lance Archer, I mean, from Brody Lee, but definitely a great, great match here. Not taking anything away from his matchup last week, but I did definitely like this better. And I did like the fact that Cody didn't beat Orange Cassidy because Orange Cassidy is a rising star, and I don't want Cody beating any more rising stars because it's bullshit. Like, come on. We got a tag team title match to start off the show between the best friends and FTR. Really good matchup here. FTR just has great matches with every tag team that they step in the ring with. The best friend's been on a roll. They have a great record. They're 17-6, and but I guess 17-7 and now because FTR did win this matchup. Great chemistry, like I said, between both teams. Chuck Taylor really showing that he belongs here. Trent, one of the unsung heroes of AEW, especially during the pandemic, having some phenomenal matches. And so is Chuck. This team has just been a real... I I don't know. They they've been really really like stepping it up during the pandemic era. So AEW could have these phenomenal matches, and they're in most of the great matches. During the matchup, we have seen FT. Well, we seen Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford in the crowd playing on a gaming. I think those machines are called gaming cabinets. I don't fucking know, man. Uh, arcade cabinet, but one of those old school games. Like think think the old Pac Man machine, and. FTR and the best friends are fighting, and I believe it was Cash Wheeler who took Tramperetta and threw him into the cabinet and broke the cabinet. So then, Kip go tells Penelope before go get him, go get him. The matchup ends, FTR wins, and out comes Miro. Miro absolutely destroys, destroys the best friends. And I love this, because... Miro didn't look so menacing and strong in his matchup with Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss, which I thought he should have just absolutely squashed those two people. But anyway, Miro, yeah, he looked like a monster here. Then Kip Sabian and Miro have a squash match basically against two jobbers. I believe it was Sean Dean or what's his name? I don't even know. Uh, Sean Green, Sean Dean, Sean Lee, whatever. Sorry, no disrespect. Just didn't get your name. And Sean Maluda. Or was it? I don't even know. But anyway. Point of the story is Miro and Kip destroy these two. It was all Miro. Kip didn't even get into the ring. And then Miro cuts a promo. He says, best friends, you broke my shit. Game's over. Going after you asses. So now we're going to have Miro and Kip versus the best friends. And I think that should be really freaking good. Throughout the night, we hear seeing Lance Archer attack John Moxley. All leading up to their main event tonight. It is announced throughout the show that it's going to be Moxley and Lance Archer now in a no DQ match just because of the craziness that's been going on all night. They keep on attacking each other. MJF is out. MJF wants to join the inner circle. He calls out Chris Jericho. He feels he's acting like it's hard for him to ask, but he does eventually ask to join the inner circle. Chris Jericho says he'll think about it one week. <laughs> Meet me. Well, first Ortiz said he he, they don't want him in the inner circle. Inner circle is a close knit family. Jericho says he'll think about it. They're going to have dinner, a steak dinner next week. We're going to have that televised. Basically, Jericho is going to give his answer. I think all this is doing is building up for a heel MJF versus a babyface Chris Jericho matchup at full gear. And if that's the case. It's going to be nice to see Jericho in a different role and I think that these two are going to tear the freaking roof off the place. Two of the best promos in AEW. Not only that, but two of the biggest stars in AEW. Chris Jericho is the biggest star in AEW and uh, MJF is the biggest rising star in AEW. So I think that this would be a phenomenal 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 program if these two go at it. We also see Matt Hardy in the crowd. Tony Schiavone interviews Matt Hardy. He says he's cleared to wrestle. And then we get Backs, uh, uh, basically a video package of someone lighting Matt Hardy's pictures on fire. And it, they revealed who the attacker was who attacked Matt Hardy. And it was Sammy Guevara. So we're going to continue the feud of Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy. Like Matt Hardy hasn't gone through enough pain and bullshit with taking a giant chair shot to the face. Getting stitched up and then taking a 20 foot fall smacking his head on the concrete and probably concussed. If that wasn't enough, we're going to go right back into the war between Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy. The third title match of the night was Hikaru Shida versus Big Swole. This was a really good matchup for Big Swole, but Hikaru Shida, she retains. Really good matchup. I liked it. The main event of the night and the fourth and final title match of this packed, packed, packed show was the no DQ match between Lance Archer and Jon Moxley. These two guys just beat the living hell out of each other, went all over. Tables, chairs, no ladders. We would have had a full-on TLC match, no ladders. But these guys fought from pillar to post, and John Moxley ends up retaining. He beats Lance Archer. After the matchup, Lance Archer goes and attacks John Moxley. And Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Brothers who were on commentary, they go and make the save. Eddie Kingston cuts a promo saying, Mox, I'm proud of you. We've been boys for 11 years. Remember going to Philly, going to the bar, kicking it back. And then the Lucha Bros and Eddie Kingston just beat the living hell out of Jon Moxley. Eddie Kingston grabs the mic. He says that keep the title, you know, ready to go around his waist. He, He wants the title. He wants to face Moxley. I could see them going Moxley versus Eddie Kingston at full gear in a ultra violent match in a unsanctioned match. Like they did last year at full gear. We'll see what happens. But right now Moxley and Eddie Kingston is a hot feud with two great promos, two guys with a lot of history with each other. And they're going to keep this going, which I like because that first match that, that they had was only touching the surface on what these guys could do. So I'm all for it altogether. I think this was a really good episode of AEW. I liked it better than last week's episode. Not the best episode, though. I expected a great, great episode for the first year anniversary. I'm getting sick and tired of the fucking comedy on AEW. Excuse my French. All the, you know, all the stupid segments. Like, we didn't really need to see Tony Schiavone getting waxed with with uh, Britt Baker. I don't know, all that stuff, like, you can miss me with that. The Young the young Bucks acting like they're tough guys, you can miss me with that BS. Like, I don't know, man. I think the one thing that they need to do less of is the corny comedy. There's a spot for comedy. I'm not, I'm not Jim Cornette here. There's a spot for comedy in wrestling. But when it's forced comedy just to put comedy on the show, like AEW has been doing lately, kind of takes away from it. And if you have comedy on every show, then those comedy acts do not mean as much. I don't know. Just my opinion, but yes, uh, overall, great show. Let's get into NXT. NXT, we're, I believe, a week or two weeks away from NXT's Halloween Havoc bringing it back. Halloween Havoc, man. Like, that was WCW's premier pay per view besides Starcade. I remember Eric Bischoff once said that he believed Bash at the Beach and Halloween Havoc was his two biggest pay per views. We're going to have the return of Halloween Havoc the week before Halloween. Which, I'm if I'm not mistaken, it's next week. God, October's going so fast. But yeah, and it's going to be hosted by Shotzi Blackheart. Who, to end the show tonight, revealed that she is bringing back the spin the wheel, make the deal concept. So we're going full WCW here. We got a WCW pay-per-view name. And we're going to go with the WCW concept of spin the wheel, make the deal. If you guys remember, back in the day, what we had, we had a cold... Miner, coal miner glove match or between Jake Roberts and Sting. And basically, you spin the wheel. It tells you what match you're going to have. It's basically like the raw roulette. But yeah, that's basically what we're going to get. Speaking of Shotzi Blackheart, she had a match tonight against Candice LeRae. Number one contendership match. Candice LeRae gets the victory with some help by Indy Hartwell, who is a friend of Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano's. We... Get an announcement that next week we're going to have Velveteen Dream versus Tommaso Ciampa. Should be a really good matchup. The first match on this show, really good match. Great hard-hitting tag match. I think if you want to talk about counter counter uh, TV or whatever you call that, where you're counter-promotion. I don't know what the fudge I, I, AEW and NXT going against each other. NXT put up a great matchup to go against AEW's tag team title matchup at the time. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I I just watched two long shows. I'm tongue-tied right now. Forgive me. I do a lot of podcasts and a lot of talking on a weekly basis while I'm rapping. So it is, you know, it is kind of late and I am getting fried. But anyway, we get a great tag match between Only Lorkin uh, and Danny Burch. Only Lurkin and Danny Burch. How can I forget Danny Burch? Only Lurkin, Danny Burch versus the Undisputed Error of Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. Phenomenal matchup. I really enjoyed this match. Let's talk about, one, Austin Theory getting a big victory over Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano putting over Austin Theory was awesome. I think Austin Theory needs more momentum and he needs more consistency on NXT. But I really did enjoy this matchup. I always enjoy seeing Austin Theory. I always enjoy seeing Johnny Wrestling. And having them have a one-on-one matchup was really good here. The main event of this episode of NXT was Damian Priest versus Dexter Lumis. Hey, the best Dexter Lumis match I've seen on NXT. This match was phenomenal. They had really good chemistry. Great main event. They went over... They went overtime on NXT for this matchup. And, yo, I just got to say, like, this is the Dexter Looms I want to see. I want to see more of this. I wasn't so, I don't know, I wasn't so big on the whole gimmick. I like the character, but he overdoes the gimmick. And they made Priest I'm a fan of. So, I I don't know. I, I wasn't, uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I wasn't too keen on this main event thing and I wasn't really caring for it but then the main event hit and they made me care so kudos to them this was a phenomenal 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 freaking matchup and one hell of a main event Damian Priest gets the victory here he retains his title what a match yo NXT like I said if it wasn't for that match between Cody and Arch Cassidy this would be my match of the night and it's a toss up because both matches were f- absolutely phenomenal, but yeah, NXT had a phenomenal show. AEW had a great show. I'm going to give the edge to AEW by a knit, like a look, a little smidge, a little smidge, a little smidge. AEW wins this week. Tune in next week to see who wins. Fire for Wednesday Night Podcast. AEW versus NXT every Wednesday right after the airing of AEW and NXT on that particular Wednesday night. Tune in this Friday for Brand Supremacy, where we talk about the very first Raw and the very first SmackDown in 2002 when they had their unique rosters after the draft. Tune in on Monday as we go back in time and talk about Raw and Nitro. Thanks, everybody, for following. Thanks, everybody, for supporting. Have a wonderful night, and I'll see you Friday.